You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. We are bringing on a special guest that you have probably seen on Instagram, probably seen on TikTok. He is all over the place. It is Edward from Investacard. We are live. Thank you all for watching the video and listening to the podcast. Edward, how are we doing today? We are great. I appreciate you having me on, Adam. I appreciate it. And yes, we are live uh, with now, the Heroes, Heroes <laughs> yeah. for Sale podcast here. Yeah, uh, I love it. And uh, Adam, I, uh, you know, I remember you being on uh, my show was probably during the quarantine, right? That's and correct, when, yeah. It's when we first started, like, sort of, like, doing some marketing on Instagram as well as on, you know, TikTok and stuff. And you were the first interviews that we did on, on our show that we, when we were doing it on quarantine. So, uh, seems like, uh, seems like a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome to hear. I was, it was a ton of fun coming on the show. Definitely, uh, mixing it up during quarantine. Things got a little crazy. So now before we get into kind of, uh, your background and kind of Investacart and everything like that, I want to talk about like live, like how did, how did that start? Because I think the, like, like Gary V has like the show, like how did like the catchphrases of like channels and people are always super interesting to me. So like, how did that kind of come about? It just came about, I think naturally, I think at the uh, 2019 national and um, you know, a few of the guys that came with me said, you know, why don't you do some videos? Why don't you go on Instagram? You know, Instagram seems to be, uh, pretty hot right now for sports cards. Uh, I wasn't really much into the whole, you know, Instagram thing. Didn't do a lot on social media, uh, but um, we were, I think, you know, in the hotel room, and I just saw, you know, just came to me, and and they said, well, you got, you know what, you should go live, Eddie. You should go live, like like Instagram live, because we came to the national with a lot of cards to sell, like a lot of good cards, and that's how we you know, um, you know, that's how we launched a whole investor card brand. And they said, Eddie, you should go live. You should go live. And I'm saying, no, nah, man, I don't want to go live. So let's just do a video. And I said, you know, we are live from the national and that's where it all started. And it just took off from there and took off. And I sort of just turned it into a whole, you know, regular intro. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I love the, the stories behind those are always so funny. Cause it's always like, that's, that's almost the story you hear every single time. It's like, for me, like the, like the intro to the show is just like, I did it one day and then I did it the next day and the next day. And that kind of turns into what the intro is. So sure. for you with Investacard, is, is this kind of your first business venture that you've gotten into or like, where is your, where are you at with businesses? Like when you saw sports cards uh, or actually, so we'll start with that and then we'll get into like how you kind of got into sports cards too. So like, uh, how did you kind of get going with Investacard itself? Uh, yeah, so I was, you know, I've been collecting sports cards my whole life. I've been a hobbyist since I was a little child. Uh, as long as I can remember, you know, just going to the store and trying to pick up, you know, uh, packs of cards. And then you graduated to realizing that in order to get some, you know, to get the cards you wanted, you need to buy boxes. And, and, and at, at such a young age, I was buying boxes of, you know, tops back in you know, 1985, 86, 87, and go to the store and buy the whole box for $20. And we were doing breaks back then. That's, you know, we brought it home. We laid it on the table and we bought a couple of box. Maybe I bought a box. Another uh, friend bought a box and we started to rip. 
So I've uh, been, you know, had a strong love for sports cards since a young uh, and then when I grew old enough to uh, start selling cards, I used to, you know, rent tables at the local shows and I started to become a dealer and sell. And, uh, and I think just being a true entrepreneur that I was, I, I uh, figured out a way that, hey, listen, I want to run my own shows. And at a young age, probably in my early 20s, I was promoting card shows and I was uh, always had the knack to market and, and drive customers, you know, drive customers in and come up with some creative stuff to do. And uh we uh, started promoting card shows and, and I started raising money back then to bring in autograph, you know, people to do autograph appearances, a lot of, a lot of famous guys. Um, and then of course the market crashed and, you know, back in the mid nineties and uh, as being an entrepreneur myself, I moved on to, you know, as I got a little older, I moved on to other businesses, um, but uh, always been that entrepreneurial spirit. Uh, always had that drive to run my own business. And so that's what I've been doing, you know, for, for the last, seems like the last 30 or so years. Uh, I had a quick serve uh, Philly cheesesteak concept that I created that I uh, built up and I, I sold. Um, I was in the fragrance business uh, uh, for probably about five or six or seven years selling to wholesalers and retailers all over the country. I had a small chain of retail stores myself. I built that up. Um, and then for the last 10 years, I was in finance and I had a private funding company where we helped and lent uh, money to businesses all over the country. And I did that for like the last 10 years. Um, about four years ago, though, I started to see the sports card market come back. I started to read stories on the Internet, listening to podcasts, um, reading like all time highs on cards from like platforms like PWCC. Uh, shout out to PWCC there and uh, ComC, and I started to research it more and just, you know, got into it. I started going to shows and buying up again. And of course, now I have adult money. And back then, um, I didn't have the adult money and I, on, on the cards that I could buy, dream cards. That And I was able to go to the, to the shows and I started to buy these cards up, vintage cards. Um, I was into vintage, knew nothing about modern, and um, had to learn it all. Uh, you know, everything from, you know, the brands and, you know, so many of them that came out, didn't know what a prism was or an optic. I was always used to base cards, tops, Donneris and Flair. So I had to learn everything. That's why in the beginning, if you start to see the videos, you know, it was just me learning and learning. But uh, just like any anything else that I've done in my career, I, I put 100 percent into it. I stay razor sharp focused and I live, breathe it and eat it all night long until I'm really, really good at it. And then I can beat the next guy. So um, that's how I sort of, you know, got into it, um, back into it about four years ago, um, started going to shows, buying up cards. And uh, about maybe a couple of years ago, I was walking around a show and I, and I was looking from afar and each and every show that I went to, it got busier and busier. And I started to see, I started to evolve. It started to evolve. Even at the national 2019, you could buy Luka Doncic, PSA 10s on the first or second day for Wild. $60, $70. Um, by the last day of the show, there were already a hundred or $120. And I, I started to see this and I said, you know, there's something here. And I, I figured I want to create a platform um, where we not only sold, you know, bought and sold cards, but um, I saw a huge opportunity walking around all these shows and so many people having raw cards 
and 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 you know I saw the whole hype and grading coming before it came, and I figured you know listen all these people are sitting with raw cards they don't want to go through the whole process of sending them in and selling them and you know a lot of people are you know lazy and and they don't want to do any of the work no disrespect, uh, but I saw an opportunity to create a platform where we can help them monetize and let's build some technology and let's let's see if we can do something similar to what I was doing in my last business. Let's take in the raw cards and let's provide a full service for them where they send it in and we can uh, get them graded, service them, market them, sell them, um, and have really good reporting um, and cover all the costs for that. And that's what we did with the Investor Card Partnership Program. Um, I, I think I gave you a, long, a pretty long reply there, but it took you sort of from the beginning to, you know, sort of where we're at today with it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's actually the perfect answer. I mean, I think it kind of shows your, the, the businesses you've been involved in and kind of how, how you got into sports cards. So like for you, I know you talked about going to shows and seeing how each show you kind of, it got more and more busy. Was there a moment that uh, for you, you looked, you were going to these shows and then you said, I'm going to try and start a business around sports cards. Like, was there one moment or was it like a, a collective kind of that you saw, like when you were going to these shows that it got busier and busier? Um, yeah, it was a moment, obviously being an entrepreneur, like I said, um, I always say, you know, or people always, one of the smartest guys once told me is, you know, Eddie, you're an entrepreneur. You may not be a business, may not, not only a businessman, but you're primary, you're an entrepreneur. And, um, I think, uh, I got to a point in my life where what I was doing, I had, uh, built it up to the point where, you know, it was time for me to move on. And, um, I need to be excited every day I wake up and I need to do something that I have a lot of passion for. Um, and, that's what I gained over the last two or three years before I got into it by watching this stuff. Um, and uh, I said, well, if I can build another platform and I see maybe we can build a company here that can do, you know, another $50 million a year company, top line revenue. And if we could do that and, and we love sports and we can employ people and, and I can do this for a living, you mean? I, I started to see that. And that's where it became the aha moment that this is a real business here. And the cards are going up and down like like the stock market. And this is real here. And you mean to tell me I can build a business out of it? Uh, my my dream was always to be like a uh, you know a radio talk show host where I always said the best job that anyone has was to be able to get paid a huge living to do talk sports on the radio. So that almost gave me this. This is what I almost get that same thing out of this, right? And um, you know it's it's just. Uh, it's just getting started. So. Yeah. To, and I mean, what, now that you're saying that, you know, talk show radio host was kind of one of your, as a kid, or maybe as you were getting older, one of the jobs that you really like it totally, I mean, that totally makes sense watching your videos. Like you can totally tell that like, you know, you have so much great energy in your videos and it's, it's, they're always like, they're always kind of like going all, going all about like all that. It's I mean, I, I'm a big fan of the videos. I think they're a ton of fun and I think they're really cool. So you had recently a big deal uh, with investor card and I just was interested to hear you talk about that and maybe um, expand upon kind of what happened. Sure. Um, it's definitely an exciting time for investor card, not only for, you know, myself, but the whole team at investor card, uh, that got us to this point and all the followers and people that watch us out there uh, can't do it with it. We, you know, it, it takes a whole team effort on our side as well as all the followers and people who purchase from us and support us. Um, we, uh, you know, I've always been a big fan. We, we released some news a few days ago 
Uh, the full press release is probably it's coming out this week. Uh, I just had to uh, sign off on it and uh, you know read through it and so on and so forth. And so did Marcus uh, and his team over there at uh, Be Loyal. But um, uh, back in November, um, I was rushing home from the office because uh, I knew that uh, they were having a show on Instagram Live. The Prophet, of course, during the pandemic, they weren't shooting live shows, but he was doing them on Instagram Live. And that night he had a special night where he was going to let any company come on and be able to pitch, right? And um, he was looking for companies for the show um, that was, you know, had some innovation and, um, and uh, some opportunity there to grow. And uh, I just remembered that it was going to be on that night, like maybe about 30 minutes before. And my office is like 20 minutes and I didn't want to do it at the office. I wanted to come home and, and relax and, and see if I can get on. Um, I had been watching Marcus Limonis and the profit show from the early beginning since it's first started on CNBC. And I used to record his shows and watch them and I would replay them and watch them uh, for the last probably however long it's been on seven, eight, maybe, you know, years. Um, and I took, used to take a lot of stuff from the show and use it in my sales meetings. Um, so I had, you know, was watching him for so many years. I realized he was doing this on Instagram live and I wanted to try and go on. And I remember that night I was rushing home, right? Got home just in time. And, uh, Marcus was, was supposed to go live. I think from the profit CNBC Instagram page, but they were having some issues. So I saw it wasn't on. And then I saw he was live on his personal page and he was going to try and do the show from his personal page. So I, I logged on and, you know, there were, you know, there was like over 3000 people in the live. I said, maybe I'll get lucky. And I was, you know, and I watched a few people, obviously some people that came on were prepared. And, and of course some people were totally not prepared and I was sitting on my couch and, uh, you know, he picked me and it was showtime. It was ready to go live from the <laughs> card, right? Uh, with him. And uh, I think, you know, we, we, we did a good job in pitching him. We, we, we knew our numbers. We knew what our, you know, of course, when he asked you the elevator pitch, you got to know it. You got to be able to shoot it out real quick. And I think uh, from all the hard work and uh, learning the industry over the last couple of years, I was able to, you know, um, explain it pretty, pretty, pretty thoroughly. Uh, got lucky, and uh, of course, um, I got real lucky because uh, he's just started a brand new fund called. Uh, he owns a company called Be Loyal uh, Investment Group, uh, with um, and one of his uh, the, his uh, partner in that group. Uh, he's been buying and investing in sports cards for like the last four years, and he was following us. So uh, perfect timing, I guess. You know, everything in life is is about timing. And, um, of course, the next day I got a, a, a email from um, the uh, VP of acquisitions from Be Loyal Investment Group. And one call led to another and to another until a meeting. And that was on November 10th. And we were you know, able to uh, close a deal just a couple of days ago. So, you know, um, less, you know, a little less than, you know, 60 days or so. Uh, 
but when it's a match, it's a match. When we, we're on the same page and the passion is there, um, uh, in, in many of my other businesses, it was always challenging for me to make a decision if I was bringing in a new partner because it's always, it's you, you, you just never know, right? Uh, when you start something from the ground up and you bring somebody else in, um, you hear a lot of horror stories. And uh, it's got to be the right person. I felt these guys were right. I felt it right away. And of course, not bad having Marcus Limonis uh, into That's the right. hobby. Right. Um, and uh, he's a great businessman, um, can lend definitely some a lot of thought leadership to the company. Um, and the vice president of business acquisitions, uh, Gio Sanefi, which we posted up a video um, in our feed just recently. He was in our offices yesterday, has a strong passion for sports cards, super smart. Um, and, um, you know, is going to turn us into a technology sports card technology company where we, uh, can sort of, you know, automate the whole, um, you know, um, the way the market moves and uh, whether it's the right time to buy, sell or, or stand still or what, what have you. So shout out to geo over there at B loyal investment group for getting this deal done with investor card. Uh, we're looking forward to a long, you know, long, and we're just getting started here. So long relationship. Yeah, that's incredible. And it's so awesome to, well, as someone who is a commentator on the hobby and someone who does a lot of research and spends, I don't know, 10, 12 hours a day in sports cards, you know, seeing big names like Marcus come into sports cards and investing money is something that I think is, it's something that I think we're going to continue to see kind of as we go throughout the years here, we're going to see more people like we're going to see potentially athletes like there was a picture of uh, Deshaun Watson, I think at a, a beaker trading, I think in New York, so he was there and then there's a picture of him with the uh, Michael Jordan card on his on his sweatshirt so I mean, I think we're going to continue to see kind of these big companies and uh, influential people in different spaces come in and it's 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 extremely exciting so I'm interested to hear, and I'm sure people uh, in the audience are interested to hear, do you have any advice for somebody who is trying to start a business around sports cards? You know, if they're passionate about sports cards or they buy and sell, like, do you, what, what's something that you could tell people to, uh, it, to tell people for their business or tell people, give some advice for if they're trying to run a business with sports cards? Yeah, I, I would say probably the number one thing is to try and be creative and, and think outside the box and, uh, come up with something that nobody else is doing where you can, you know, provide some, a service and some, uh, some added value, you know, and, um, you know, everybody is buying and selling, everyone is buying and selling on eBay. And, uh, but if you want to turn it into a real business outside of just buying and selling, because we're always going to be buying and selling, right. That's, um, but come up with a service that you can provide to the collector or the sports card and, you know, investor enthusiast. Um, on our side, obviously, we came up with the partnership program. Uh, it, it serves a lot of value. Um, just send us your cards and we'll handle it. We'll partner up on the cards and we'll evaluate those cards and we'll try and get the maximum value out of those uh, where we can turn your raw cards into a real investment and sell them and do it on our platform. That's a service. Um, but there's many other things that are out there that nobody else is doing uh, that I think that's the best advice I can give, come up with something that someone else is not doing and then offer that as a service. So 
Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's great advice. And I, I agree being innovative and creative, I think in this hobby space, we're still, in my opinion, we're still very early in sports cards and in the growth. So I think the innovation and creativity is going to kind of come along as more people get into it and more creative people, and maybe even like bigger names come in here. Um, So, you know, you kind of mentioned it a little bit with the deal with Marcus, like what else do you guys have planned for 2021 and beyond? So, you know, um, obviously our main thing is the partnership program. And the one thing that they really liked was the partnership program. Um, Marcus, you know, really, obviously he has no uh, real experience in the sports card hobby. Um, he's a sports fan himself, but um, his partner, uh, Gio Sanefi, is the sports card enthusiast there. Um, so it, it makes a makes a good team because we got the business sense, right? And in business, you don't... Uh, you don't need to know everything about it to, to be able to build out a good process and 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 have good people. Um, so, our goals are is to build out the partnership program, um, add technology to it, and um, continue to build out our partner portal where people can, you know, a collector or investor can send in their cards, and it's turnkey and we take it from start to finish and cover all the cost, and sell that card uh, on the platform. Um, you know, outside of the investor card partnership program, obviously we've been doing a lot of live shows. Um, so we do it on both ends. Um, we do a lot of buying and selling and we came up with the investor invest a lot show again, being an entrepreneur, just trying to come up with something different than the next guy. I saw an opportunity there to create a show, you know, similar to like QVC or something like that, but with sports cards. And I think it has a long way to grow. Um, so we're going to grow out the Invest-A-Lot show, which runs every Monday night. It gives you the opportunity to purchase lots. Um, and, and the great part about the show is everything that we sell is below eBay. So it's always below eBay. Um, I feel when you're buying in lots, um, it's definitely better because you're getting more than one. And if you're going to invest in a player, well, you might as well buy more than one because you're usually going to get a better deal. And obviously, you're going to save on all the grading and you, you know, a lot of people that are flipping into sports cards need to take that into consideration when they're buying the time that it takes to get the cards back from grading. There's a value. There's, there's, there's a value to that, as well as being able to buy 10 at one time or three at one time. Um, so that's what we provide on that. We are going to also build out a couple of more live shows. Um, we have the high stakes slab show that we're creating which is going to be all high stakes slabs. Everything is $500 or more. Um, it's going to have a different vibe. We're going to add some entertainment to the show. And um, that is going to be probably starting in the next couple, couple of weeks, couple, two, three weeks. Um, we w- I want to make sure that it's, you know, we're just not going to turn on, turn on the lights and it's, it's just going to be, you know, you know, a regular show. It's, it's, I'm looking for a different vibe in that show. We've got, um, of course, um, Investor Break, which is another live show where we're going to be breaking, um, and it's going to, and we're going to have that, con- you know, on a regular basis on Instagram, um, and it could be some older boxes from 2003 Topps Chrome. It could be a, a 1980 Topps Basketball, or it could be a 2019 Prism. So um, we are going to build out the Investor Break show, so you'll see a lot more of a, of Investor Card live with, with, uh, in terms of, uh, ripping, 
um, but we, we've got some creative ways to, to do breaking. It's just not going to be your traditional way. Again, it's, you know, always outside the box. We're going to offer what we call, you know, partner breaks or syndication breaks where we have a, you know, a could be a $5,000 box and maybe we have only three or four, four partners in it. And then everyone is in on the box. And then all those cards that get ripped from the box go right into the partnership program to get graded on a five day PSA, any of the big hits. So it goes from the table into grading and then we can sell it. Um, so, you know, a lot of stuff ahead. Uh, of course, you know, we're always buying and selling, but um, those are the, I think the main key things um, to what we're looking for in 2020, of course, adding on, you know, some technology, some, some exciting technology that I can't really talk about right now, but right. Um, I think it's going to be really good for the hobby. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's there, like I said, like I just was saying the creativity and kind of um, the innovation, I think in the hobby is coming. And I think, you know, if you can be on the forefront of even trying something new, I think that's going to give you a step up in, in kind of the hobby businesses. Cause it's, it feels like it's, there hasn't really been much changes to anything really in the hobby up until, you know, re up until recently, like in the past, maybe from the late nineties, even through the two thousands, and then even into the early 2010s, it feels like at least from the research that I've done, there wasn't much change. So I think that's definitely something that's going to be good for the hobby and healthy for a ton of companies in the hobby. So I've got one last question for you. And it's a question that I ask all of the guests that come on the podcast, what would be your dream card? Oh, um, you know, um, I'm a vintage guy, so, um, I would probably, there's probably a couple of cards in there. Um, the dream card probably doesn't exist. And that would be the 1965 tops Joe Namath rookie card. Uh, it's the, the longer version of it. Very right? cool. Yeah. Longer version. And what I would, so there's no PSA 10s. There's a PSA nine. It last sold for, I think, I want to say like um, maybe 300,000. Wait, that wow. was back in, that was, that was like back in maybe 2000, either 16 or 18. So can you imagine what it's going to bring? Yeah, I mean, you could, you could add a three or four X value to that. I mean, because like we yeah. saw with the, but there's no there's no PSA 10s in this. Hmm. It's a tough card to grade back in 65. It was that long boy and it was, uh, you know, a lot of them are off-centered and stuff like that. And I've, you know, obviously I've got uh, some, had as high as an eight. Um, I think I had a nine, but I might have sold it probably within the last in four years when I first started. But not a nine, I'm sorry, an eight. Um, but uh, there's a low pop on the nines. If it's not that card, then of course, you know, probably the 52 tops Mickey Mantle, you know, PSA 10. Maybe yeah, one, such you know. really wild card. So, I mean, actually, before we wrap things up, I guess maybe I can get your thoughts on that recent sale of the PSA 9 for $5.2 million. Such a, it's such an astronomical number compared to like back in 2018 and 2017 when I was kind of getting back into it, seeing seeing that card sell back then for 2.8. It was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Now it's selling for $5.2 million. So like, what do you, like that sale, like what do you think of that sale? So you know, when you think about it, um, a lot of people look at it and say, well, it's a lot, that's a lot, but, um, I, I would say it's brilliant marketing. I would say that, um, if you look and see how much coverage, um, he got, uh, uh the buyer who bought that card, who's got a lot of other, you know, a couple of good companies and he was on every media outlet 
for you know a couple of days there, every major media outlet. And if you go and try and add up the value of advertising and marketing that he got on every major media outlet, you would say that he that he got the card for free almost because the card sold for about a little over two million dollars prior. He paid like five point two. And if you figure, you know, he got, you know, three or four million dollars worth of, you know, marketing. That means, you know, he paid a million dollars for the card. Right. right. Yeah, exactly. From, from, from that point of view, uh, brilliant. And, um, you know, so um, I think it's, you know, it's all good for the hobby. I think it's the hobby is just getting started. I think that it's got a long way to go. It's, it's a real asset right now and people love it. They, you know, they, they um, it's like, you know, being able to invest in your, your favorite, you know, it's like buying a stock, but instead of a stock, you're getting a card and you're able to invest in your favorite, you know, sports star, you know, and uh, which rivals, you know, like sports betting, uh, but has has real liquidity to it, you know, real liquidity um, across the board. And it's only going to get bigger and bigger. I think we're going to see record breaking prices continuously, you know, on a lot of cards and uh, each and every day, brand new people come into the hobby. I think it's all great for the hobby. I know sometimes people don't, you know, the, the hobbyists or the, the percentage of people that you know, look at it from a negative point of view, but um, a lot more kids are coming into the hobby, even though they can't afford the packs. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe that's my next move to create a product, maybe work with Panini to create a product where we can have something affordable for, for kids, right? Where it's not sold out at the stores, where there's not just a line of people of collectors and flippers that are buying this retail product. So I think that, that, that has to be fixed, I think, within the hobby. And um, I think with innovation and with some outside the box thinking, some of these companies will get it. These big companies will get it. Um, a lot of smart people coming on board and I think they'll figure it out and uh, got a long way to go in the hobby. So um, I know I enjoy listening to your podcast. I listen to it every time I watch your content. I've been watching you since uh, we first got started and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pleasured to be able to come on and you know, speak with you here. So yeah, absolutely. It. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. And just before we wrap things up here, uh, I want to make sure that you can tell the audience where they can find you and any, any, any uh, media outlets that they want to look you up on. So sure. uh, go uh, let the yeah, audience know where they can find you. Uh, of course, Instagram is our main platform. We run, you know, we're always posting videos. And of course we run the invest a lot show there every Monday night, somewhere around eight o'clock or so. Uh, you can find a high stakes slab show. You're going to see some marketing come out for that. Um, you go to, if you want to sign up to become a partner, we, we are approving brand new partners. You must be 18 years of age uh, to sign into agreement um, uh, to become a partner with Investacard. Um, you would go to Investacard.com. You go to the partner section, click on that, fill out a, a little quick form. After you hit submit, you're automatically going to get the partner pack, which is going to include um, the partner agreement and the payout schedule and some other information in there. And it'll give you the payout schedule for if if your card is sold on eBay. Remember, we're going to take your raw card in. We're going to get it graded. And there's a payout schedule for eBay there. And there's a payout schedule now if your card is sold on one of our live shows, which is exciting because uh, if it gets sold one of our live shows, we have like instant funding. We integrated with eBay and stuff. So and with our system, um, once we put your card in our system and it gets sold, it just it sends out the payment automatically. So 
Uh, we're excited. We've got some exciting stuff coming on on that. Find us on, um, go to investacard.com, fill out the form, become a partner. Um, and if you have any questions in regards to anything, we've got really good portfolio and, and relationship managers. You can call in. Uh, you'll be connected to a relationship manager um, or myself. I can, I'm always willing to jump on a phone call with a partner to go over cards, to go over an order or anything. That's what we're there for. So uh, that's where you find us, investacard.com. I appreciate the time and, uh, and for, for, for you having us on. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Okay, my man. Appreciate it. Keep up the hobby hustle. Thanks. I'll talk to you soon. All right, brother. Okay.